Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 500 times faster than humans, and I'll prove it. In 2018, we had the first ever AI-generated image. Nothing to worry about, right? Humans can definitely do this. They went from still images to animation unlike anything we've ever seen in four years. This same task took humans nearly 70,000 years. I'll put it bluntly. Every 24-hour period for you, an AI has 49 years. My words. AI yeah, is far more dangerous than we Rock. Paper. Scissors. Shoot. I won. What? Ben Franklin, they found tons of bodies in his... Ben Franklin was a serial killer? No, he was like doing some weird shit, dude. Was Ben Franklin's basement filled with skeletons? <gasps> Repairs on Franklin's old London house turned up 1,200 pieces of bone from at least 15 people. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Jack Posobiec put it like this uh, just about an hour ago. The left would execute Alex Jones in public if they could find a way to do it, and they'd cheer. And he's right. But here's what you need to understand. Take away Alex Jones' name in there and fill in the blank with your own. Is it true the judge rescinded her unlawful gag order? And if so, what does it mean for the future of this case? The judge did a lot. She, she put a orders in a month ago saying I couldn't say I was innocent, couldn't have to say free, free speech, and a whole bunch of other stuff. She then rescinded that because she thought the Court of Appeals would overturn it, and then she kind of reissued it again on the eve of the trial, uh, not this last Friday, but Friday before last. And it's just unprecedented. I'm not supposed to say I'm innocent. She says I'm guilty, but I'm not supposed to even let the jury know that that's happened. This is the new model the deep state's using all over the country. Steve Bannon couldn't cross-examine people in his criminal trial two weeks ago in D.C., and he's found guilty. So witnesses against him, the judge said, no, you can't ask questions. So that's basically the same thing in a criminal trial. Also, they have all our financials, they have all our text messages, they have all the stuff, and they play these deceptive games like, oh, you do have an email. Well, I always said I have a private email that my nanny assistant uses for household stuff, and I, and I do have doc things sent to me uh, that she gives me, but I, I, I don't touch email. I feel like abortions should be illegal. No, absolutely not. They should definitely be legal. I wish I was aborted sometimes. Get out of something, something that you're not willing to put into it. You have to put your everything, your mind, your energy, your effort, your discipline, your tenacity. Nothing is going to jump out the fire if you don't throw something in there. It's not going to happen. It's a commitment. It's not a feeling. Commitments don't have nothing to do with your feelings. You do it because you're supposed to.
Jim Duggan, Haku, Tugboat, the Barbarian, the Hulkamaniacs versus the Natural Disaster. The greatest respect, ma'am. It's the greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on mankind this century. The best scenario vis-a-vis global warming is about 10 feet raising water. The worst scenario is about 100 feet. If the water on the planet is rise up 10 feet, that means the southern part of the United States is gone. England is gone. Most of Europe is gone. Most of Central America is gone. If that's the case, let's just take Florida, for example, which is one of the fastest growing beachfront condominiums on the planet. In the prospectus, when you invest, there should be... In the footnotes, if global warming is for real and water rises 10 feet, this investment you made is fuck all. Not one single investment prospectus written this century has alluded to global warming. If it were really true, the banks wouldn't invest. The banks wouldn't finance. Not one motherfucking condominium. So the people that have the money, the banks of this world, know it's not going to happen. Wow. <laughs> this is a classic example of white privilege. And you both have it. Uh, what's that? Anyone want to fill them in? Um, yeah, I'll do it. Okay. So white privilege is when white people, particularly men, automatically assume they can take whatever they want. And they never have to worry about getting stopped by the police. And they have the inside track for any job they- I got they... this one, Aisha. They have the inside track for any job they want. Exactly, Gage. Thank you for that. That's white privilege. Whoa. And we have that? You sure do. I see. Whoa. I never realized this stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You've really opened up my eyes. Well, I'm glad we've been able to enlighten you. The real question is, do you think you'll be acting differently from now on? Uh, I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah, yeah me too, yeah. <laughs> Step aside, please. We have white privilege. Called the Syrian Anunnaki, who are actually an Avenger race that was created by a fallen angelic matrix to try to take out human beings. That's what their whole purpose was. That was what they were created for, the Syrian Anunnaki race. So this is like a legacy of really shame and sorrow that they carry, but they can be helped too. Now, in the coevolution agreement of the Emerald Covenant that was restated 200,000 years ago, 248,000 years ago, the Syrian Anunnaki races had infiltrated and were progressively infiltrating human culture. They had done this twice before in the first two seedings of the human lineage on this planet. And because of it, there, were, there was a need for the third seeding. Every time they got involved and tried to take over, it ended up in decimation of the planet, usually pole shift and wiping out of the human race. Our race was seeded on this planet three times. This is the third seeding. Resistance. 
Now, you don't know it yet, but you are listening to History in the Making while you are listening to this show. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man, yet as mortal as his own. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Censored by the mainstream media, the destroyer of fake news, and your host of The Rundown Live, Kristen T. Harris. Welcome to another edition of the Rundown Live, rundownlive.com. I'm your host, Kristan T. Harris, here with none other than Don Vi Jr. from the Free Thought Project. We are here to scribe up some new information for your brain to digest. That's right. We're here to feed your brain with data. That data helps you grow ideas in your mind, and we want you to have healthy ideas. We want you to be able to look and research things and go ahead and uh, you know, be able to share stuff. So we're here today to talk about a lot of things. We're going to be diving into Alex's war, napping Alex Jones. And I actually, well, I, I went to Amazon, I bought the movie, and I thought, hey, you know, I'm an investigative researcher. I'm going to do a little work here, and I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. So you know what I did, Don? I did. I watched the whole thing yesterday. I paused it. I looked at it some more. I listened to it. And you know what it did is it brought back some memories. Those memories were of when I first discovered Alex Jones. And we uh, all have different stories, but uh, mine is a little different. And it's because of the fact that I saw some of these old videos. Back in 2007, I was on the Vans Warped Tour, which is really funny because I just ran into Kevin Lyman's buddy uh, who now works for Live Nation. And I drove him to Madison and to Lollapalooza, where he's sitting backstage and was partying hard to core. I'm sure I'm sure he had a good time over there. Um, and, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about it. Uh, and, you know, when I used to drive around late late at night because I'd be the guy driving from you know, 7 p.m., 8 p.m. till, you know, 7 in the morning, getting us there with the equipment uh, to either perform or sell merch or whatever it was. You know what we would listen to, Don? We'd listen to Coast to Coast AM. It would be like nice. George Nori at night, you know, and it would always be some wild stuff, and I would talk to people about it. We would love listening to it. to keep my mind going. It keep me awake and attentive while driving, and I really loved Coast to Coast AM. And it wasn't long before uh, one of the band guys I talked to was in a band called uh, Farewell Rescue. Um, and they're like, oh, did you have you ever heard of Alex Jones? And I'm like, uh, no, I haven't. But at that point, I was just loving Coast to Coast AM. They'd be like right. Nazi moon bases and like <laughs> teleportation to Mars. And it would always be like, uh, you know, some BS. And then the guy would have all this credibility. He'd be like former director of blah, blah, blah and CIA. And you'd be like, how could this be real? Like. If we can teleport right. to some place, I want to go visit my girlfriend now while I'm on tour. <laughs> yeah, man. Back, you know? So, like, uh, the story goes, and so I kind of, like, that's my first introduction. They download the app to my phone, uh, which was InfoWars. 
And we're going to talk about this because this is a controversial issue. It is one of the most, he is the, the biggest agitator of the mainstream media. They hate him. In fact, if you type in Alex Jones today, all you'll see is nonstop hit pieces on him. They despise Alex Jones. But what did Alex Jones do to deserve that? And um, we're going to fast forward to 2011. Uh, 2011, I was then bartending, no longer touring in the band. I finished uh, my record label, music industry career, a concert promotion for 16 years. And uh, I was bartending and started writing and blogging, amongst other things. I was running for state assembly. And one of my regulars came in and asked me, and they, she goes, boy, uh, what was it? Oh, um, I had a guy stop in, an African-American man, because my bar is by the airport here in Milwaukee. And I was talking to him about the New World Order. And he said, boy, you sound a lot like the person who uh, my mom, my grandma used to talk to, our neighbor, William Cooper. And I never heard of William Cooper before. And this lady in the bar, she goes, oh, William Cooper, just like that. And she knew exactly who William Cooper was. And I didn't know. And she brought me in a compact disc, which had um, Hour of the Time on it and uh, which was essentially the Mystery Babylon series. And I started listening to it. And, uh, of course, I was talking to everyone about the New World Order and these things. And I still hadn't, you know, gotten my foot into the Alex Jones thing. And then it happened. My TV broke and I had a TV repairman come in and he saw my Ron Paul sticker and he said, did you hear? Have you listened to Alex Jones? And I said, no. And he goes, well, you really should. And I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm listening to Alex Jones. And ever since 2011, um, I've listened uh, religiously for many years and periodically now that I'm busy doing my own show amongst any any other things. But Alex Jones is a very uh, divisive and interesting figure who has great and good intentions and I think is just largely misunderstood. And he's misunderstood because they want to make a... Um, I, w- I think they want to make an example out of Alex Jones, and they have. They have. I mean, aren't we all Alex Jones? I was banned. Like, they deleted my Facebook account. That's what they did to Alex Jones. We laugh like, not me, but people laughed at Alex Jones. They're like, oh, good. We got rid of him off of Facebook. He's got banned. Now everyone is Alex Jones. And right. now my concern is, is how long is it before they start going after all the independent media? They know we don't have, like, troves of millions upon millions of dollars like The View to pay people like Kyle Rittenhouse when we make a mistake. So now why not just weaponize individuals who uh, feel like they've been uh, misconstrued by radio show hosts or had their feelings hurt and uh, try to sue them and just to to make them quiet. Because I'm going to tell you right now, what's happening to Alex Jones is wild, especially I've watched and followed the court case. I watched Rob Dew's testimony, who is somebody I've known over the years over at InfoWars um, and others. And L.A. Marzulli just pinged me, by the way, cool name, cool person. Uh, just wanted a cool factor. L.A. Marzulli is a very interesting individual. Um, and uh, OK, back to Alex Jones uh, gets sidetracked so easily, I swear. Uh, but the thing is, is there's a lot of things that Alex said throughout his career that maybe I didn't completely agree with that I was wrong on. And after I looked into him, I was like, how could they maybe be making the frogs gay? And it just so happened that, uh, you know, I had this, uh, she was a biochemist at the University of Wisconsin, this adorable blonde that I was hanging out with for a while. And she had the communist tattoo and everything else. And I talked to her because I she she thought libertarianism would be a great second option as an uh, alternative to her ideology, which was Marxism. 
uh, and we would have these debates. And I enjoyed having these philosophical debates. She told me absolutely things like detergents, like from your washing machine, are affecting in Wisconsin even the fish's uh, sexual orientation and uh, yep. causing amphibious creatures to change sexes. And I was like, whoa. And so I started doing more research and I wanted to double check and fact check everything that Alex Jones was saying and time and time and time, almost every time Alex Jones was right. So why is it that the mainstream media hates them? Now I'm going to give you a chance here, Don, to talk about your Alex Jones story. And uh, you know, I'm not trying to deify him. I think he's a great individual. I've never met him. I met everyone that he's pretty much worked with, uh, you know, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he doesn't see, like, you don't do this because you're not genuine, because you don't care and you don't trust and you don't believe in people. Like, you want to change the world you live in. Right, yeah. So my own personal uh, introduction to Alex Jones uh, is a little bit similar to yours. I think it was around uh, 2012, 2011, sometime around the same time, actually. Um, I was hanging out with a buddy of mine, and uh, we we were just you know sitting in the house one day hanging out smoking a joint and he's and you know we're just sort of talking about new world order and government corruption and all sorts of stuff and he says well have you ever heard of a guy named William Cooper and I'm like well no who's this and he uh, the next day because uh, we carry on with the conversation he explains a little bit and then the next day he comes over and he brings me a copy of Behold a Pale Horse I actually still have a copy of that book the, the same one he gave me right behind there on my bookshelf to this very day. Yeah, me too. And, and uh, so I read through the book and everything, and uh, I was like, oh, this is really interesting and, and really curious. So I started uh, you know, researching. Of course, at the time, I didn't really have a computer, but I did have a phone and some internet access. So you know, we have computers in our pockets nowadays. So I was looking up stuff about William Cooper, and I saw that he had this big uh, rivalry at one point with this dude named Alex Jones. I was like, well, I've heard that name before, but, but who, who is this guy? So I, I looked into their whole situation and I don't need to run down the details of that. You can look it up and, 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 you know, anybody listening can look it up and just, you know, petty. See the, whatever the it was, it was misunderstanding and petty. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It was a whole petty misunderstanding BS is all that sort of wild stuff. But anyway, so it was through that, that I was like, well, you know, this is a dude named Alex Jones and I had heard of him before. I had just never really looked into him. So I was like, Oh, this guy still has, he has a show of his own. So, uh, I started listening to Infowars and again, like I said, it was around 2012 and I was a big supporter of Ron Paul at the time. And of course, you know, Alex is always plugging Ron's stuff. And so that's sort of what got, kind of got me into it. And, uh, you know, I've, you know, followed, followed him ever since. And of course, you know, I've, uh, been very open about it on this show that since around 2015, 2016, I did start to gravitate away uh, from from Infowars and this platform a bit just because I felt like he became a little, you know, biased to the to the conservative side of things and sort of feeding into the left right paradigm. But I've always had a great respect for uh, what he has done and what he continues to do uh, to this day uh, to a, a large degree. I mean, the fact that he's you know, allowed us on that platform on, on his band out video platform is just, you know, one of them. But even before that, it's just the fact of regardless of, of, cause I always say everybody has a bias. If you claim to be a journalist and you claim you don't have a bias, you're, you're lying. You're I think lying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think what people need to look for is objectivity and, you know, has Alex made mistakes? Of course. Have we all made mistakes? Of course. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I made uh, the point just the other day, the guy's been right 
way more times than he's been wrong. And I've even had the gay frogs conversation with a lot of friends of mine, because, of course, a lot of people, their first introduction to Alex Jones is the mainstream media demonization. Uh, you know, this is the notorious conspiracy theorist and, you know, all those is crazy. You remember his crazy satire videos where he would like do- I remember the very like first one. Joker. Like yes, the very first that. one in 2008 when he dressed up like the Joker and he did the whole freaking show like that. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, it's we so love like, theater like that. Right. But the mainstream media preyed on those. And he even talks about that in Alex's War. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they preyed upon that. They surgically took those videos and that's what they aggregated yeah. as in this is who Alex Jones exactly. is. And if so- you didn't watch his program, and at that time, Alex had a platform where he could combat the misinformation. Mm-hmm. I remember almost every other show, he'd be sitting there, he'd be sitting there with a piece of paper and he'd be ruffling it and he'd be like, this is what the <laughs> New York Times said about me. And, and then he'd disprove that what they said was just trash but now he doesn't have those platforms he's banned from spotify he's banned from iHeartRadio. you know and and we're getting there we're not we're we're not even far right or far left we're far center right like like we joke because everything yeah and and, you know like i said uh even just uh you know a few months ago i i continue to have the gay frogs conversation with some friends of mine because as i said that's one of the first things they're introduced to when it comes to alex is because they put that all over the media and, and and like his what they weaponize the satire pieces and i have to go into explaining what the gay frogs rant was all about was because they completely purposefully put it out of context. And I explained to my friends, no, he was actually talking about a study from the university of Southern California. And it was documented in the Smithsonian magazine and science direct and all these legitimate science things talking about atrazine, which is a her- an herbicide and chemical runoff from uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing plants and herbicide plants and whatnot going into the water supply and changing the sexual functions of amphibians and frogs and fish and whatnot. It's a scientifically documented fact. And of course, Alex being Alex, you, they're making the fucking frogs gay. And that's the only part they broadcast without broadcasting the part like he's, you know, sensationalizing it, but it's 100% accurate. He's completely right. And my friends like, were like, wow, I, I never knew that. You know, I, and I was like, yeah, they're not going to tell you that part. So, uh, in part, the mainstream media with the Sandy Hook de- uh, uh, debacle, which is where Alex Jones is in now. And uh, I saw a video taken by our frequent guest, Rachel Ray, at the Liberty Report, which has gone super viral. Um, I think it's like 100,000 views on Bandot video. Uh, and she got Alex Jones outside of the courthouse. And somehow she was able to get him uh, to talk to her, I think it looks like, at a restaurant. And uh, that's why we should have really had her on, not some bag floating in the sky. But I, I noticed uh, in in the clip of her video in our TV sucks intro, they're playing Rick Ashley in the back. <laughs> right, right, right. So, like, um, you know, I think it's really interesting because they chop up these videos. And they built the straw man. They built this fake image of who Alex Jones is. And they knew that people would be lazy. And they they literally prevented him from being able to retaliate or say anything. Literally, right. you cut the tongue out of a person, not because of, uh, you know, like, uh, you, you don't cut the tongue out of a person because you don't like him or that he's da- dangerous. It's because you're afraid of what he might say mm-hmm. and what people will understand. And so with Alex Jones, it's, it, that's exactly what they did. They digitally assassinated him. 
They mm-hmm. they literally like 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 literally we're talking about digital crimes now. Like they'll they'll come and arrest you for sharing people like things on the internet. But it's okay for social media czars to strategically assassinate you in combination. They you want to talk about how there is not a new world order, how there isn't groups of elitists who conspire together. Then how the hell did all these elitists know to turn the light switch off on Alex Jones over him confronting right. media people who are criminals and corporate? While he's been exposing white elitist groups like the Bohemian Grove, where fifteen hundred Caucasians go and they uh, partake in like and mostly Christian conservatives like homosexual activities, while they're pretending to be something else. And it's not right, that the right. fact that they partake in the activities; it's the fact that they're like, "Oh, we love God, and this is what we believe." And then they're hypocrites, and they partake in these like bizarre like worship of Moloch and everything else. And let's not let's not lie; that's not, like just the tip of the iceberg. We're not even mm-hmm. like. Before that, there was like the well, after that, there was the, the Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, all these organizations that are globalist think tanks that are just scum full of scum of the world. So if you don't believe that there's a conspiracy, uh, then you are literally sitting with your head in the sand. Right. And that's- this is where we're going with this because we're going to dive into that, too. Oh, yeah. You know, that that's one of the biggest things when it came to the takedown of Alex Jones and even the takedown of all independent media, you know, Rundown Live, Free Thought Project, We Are Change, Anti-Media, all of us. It was coordinated. Maybe to the outside world, they couldn't see it as coordinated. They just say, oh, yeah, all these platforms decided to take him down. But on the inside of it, when you see how it was orchestrated, it was all at the exact same time, like t- Twitter, Facebook, all, all of these outlets coordinated with each other for this controlled takedown of dissenting opinions. They did it with Alex Jones and it set the, right. And it set the precedent. (laughs) It set the precedent to attack the rest of the independent media later on October 11th, 2018, the the purge day, as we tend to call it. That was a plan. That was was all coincidence. And I find conspiracy theorists. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, To make another point right before we head to break, I just find it so interesting the way they've weaponized. uh, I mean, in a way, yeah, like I said, it was because of, you know, the partisan lean, but it was also because the media overhyped and accentuated the partisan lean and really weaponized uh, how to just divide and conquer people over the Alex Jones issue. Because imagine how many left frothing at the mouth leftists uh, would have a change of opinion when they realized that Alex Jones was the guy who helped pioneer the police accountability movement in the early 2000s. He had four full-length documentaries about holding the police state accountable for abusing people's rights. You know, this was the guy who led a protest against the KKK in Austin, Texas, that they labeled a racist. The guy that kicked the KKK out of Austin is a racist. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. And he was the only person that stood up for the Branch Davidians. You know, yep. don't get me wrong. William Cooper did. But like Jones actually facilitated and had a church rebuilt. Mm-hmm. And like there's all this craziness. And like, like this is who the guy is. Like he's genuine. He's not fake. He believes the things that he tells you. And that doesn't mean that he's not wrong. Did the New York Times uh, believe that there were weapons of mass destruction and resulting in hundreds of thousands of people dying? You don't see them getting banned on every right media platform so i want to ask you 
Uh, you don't see The View getting banned for the misinformation with Kyle Rittenhouse. You don't see, uh, you know, CNN getting banned for their constant misinformation. It's because the information that they provide is useful to the Mockingbird media. It is misinformation as where Alex Jones has constantly worked on uh, combating it. And you know what they do? They use thought terminating cliches like conspiracy theorists and science denier. And I remember they called us science deniers since we thought um, Monsanto caused cancer. Now you can't turn on your TV without a settlement commercial. <laughs> Speaking of commercials, and we're going to get into this, we're going to dive in and you guys don't want to go anywhere. Share the live link, drop comics and comments in the chat. If you want to support us, you can donate, go to the rundown live, check out the link tree, buy a t-shirt. We have sexy swag out there. We'll be back after these messages from the people that make this program happen on KGRA and Bandot Video. You're listening to the rundown live. We'll be back in just a few. Hey members, the new KGRA DB app is now available on iOS and Android devices. Gain on-demand access to any KGRA DB programming. Download any show directly to your mobile device to listen or watch on the go. Go to the App Store and search KGRA DB. Scrolling all day, time can disappear. Wanna make it count? Why not volunteer? Posting pics of your food, that takes up time. Time, you've got time to binge all of season nine, though it got so bad. Time, you've got time. We're gonna grow back and be the same brows you had. Just a few hours to keep families from harm. Help us end home fires with Sound the Alarm. Volunteer for a day to install free smoke alarms in your community. Discover the Observation Deck, a one-of-a-kind virtual event platform that takes video conferencing to the next level by using avatars to navigate a campus. There's so many areas and activities to choose from. There's a thousand-seat auditorium, an expo hall, a nightclub, and even a beach. So come attend a conference, take a class, or hear a lecture on the incredible Observation Deck campus. Go to theobservationdk.com. You're listening to the KGRA Digital Broadcasting Network. We provide unparalleled coverage of trending news in the world of ufology, cryptozoology, and paranormal phenomenon. Whether you're watching our video live stream or listening to one of our audio programs, you are getting the best from world-renowned researchers and hosts guiding you through topics the mainstream won't touch. Miss one of your favorite programs? No problem. Head over to the members area at kgradb.com for access to our massive library of award-winning content. Make contact, stay connected, only at kgradb.com.
RundownLive, RundownLive.com. And we're back on KGRADB, KGRA. You can go to their website, KGRADB.com. Uh, they're the world's largest digital radio station out there spreading this kind of information home to John B. Wells in the evening. And obviously, the Rundown Live, we are the morning news and talk radio show. We're also live and cataloged on Band.Video, where we're getting thousands upon thousands of views. So make sure you support the Alex Jones out there. He's going to build a media empire, he claims. He claims he's going to come by and he's just going to back and grow. And you know what? I believe him. I believe he's going to go down swinging. And that's what I admire with Alex Jones, you know, amongst many other things. So this is what I wanted to segue into. So the idea that they can do this to Alex Jones... They can do it to anybody. But how long is the idea that if you listen to Alex Jones, you then end up on, let's say, the domestic terror list? Because now all of a sudden they have this new violent extremist list. We just talked about how Joe Biden is struggling, is struggling to uh, make up extremist numbers and showing that there's actually uh, a domestic extremist um, viewpoints, but what it seems like they're going after is anti-globalist groups now, people that don't want neo-fascism, people who don't want this uh, ideology. And what this is really saying is, is that the left want to be the police. They, they, this is exactly it. They, they don't want you to be the cops because cops are bad. But guess what? Who gets to be the cops? It's the left. And when you take a look at this, like I'm looking at it right now, uh, obviously some of these movements, and I get that there's some legitimate stuff, but why would they put anarcho-capitalists on there? Like they're anyone that's anarcho-capitalist, they're non, like they're they don't want to go to war, they're nonviolent usually, and they just want to have a system outside of the government. And what's wrong with anarcho-capitalists? And why is it that the ANCAP sign is on here for militia and violent extremists? Why don't we see any red and black? Why isn't there any communist flags? It's like literally China is running this. Look at this. They, they, the warrior mask, anything that's like military. Mulan Labe. Like, you know, I had an Alex Jones shirt that said Mulan Labe. Are they really looking the target? Look at this. The Gadsden flag. All this revolutionary, anyone that believes in 1776, the Liberty Tree, the Betsy Ross flag, uh, which Joe Biden had at his uh, inauguration. Oh, those are all images that are considered militia and violent extremist images. Yeah, you know, it's like we were talking about yesterday. It's it's simply just there's another step uh, in proliferating the narrative of the new war on domestic terror, uh, which in reality is just a war against anyone who is opposed to this tyrannical system of government, this uh, neoliberal, neoconservative conglomeration, neo-fascist, essentially uh, sort of uh, imperialist uh, oligarchy, really, that we have. Uh, in place of uh, the American government now. Um, and, you know, we mentioned Ron Paul earlier, how, and, uh, you know, I mentioned yesterday in 2012, just having a Ron Paul sticker uh, on your car could get you classified as a potential domestic extremist. And to your point, uh, I'm surprised that they haven't uh, long before now made it a condition. Or if you happen to have an Alex Jones sticker, if you're known to be an Alex Jones supporter, then you're a probable domestic terrorist. I'm surprised that hasn't already uh, been thrown in to the mix long, long ago. But, uh, 
uh, something has occurred here. So I'm, I'm just going to keep riffing. Right, 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 right. Well, you know what it is, is like, this is the wildness, like uh, the whole, the whole idea of the eco-fascism. Now, if you don't believe in global warming, you're an eco-fascist, but yet uh, in reality, the people who are acting like fascists are the ones that are trying to force you to believe something that right. you don't want to believe in or that you don't agree with. And then you're a science denier when consensus is not science. And science is not consensus, but the consensus are the ones that are labeling you science deniers, and they're the ones that are denying you any science to prove it otherwise, because actually being able to debate on things is really what science is about. It's so wild to me. It's crazy. It's it's nuts. And the things that are going on in this world just blow my mind out there. You know, it, that's just it. They're going to start coming after people who listen to the Rundown Live, who listen to, you know, David Icke. They, they came after David Icke and Alex Jones already. Ron Paul somehow has uh, just happened to be able to stay up there because they know that the dude's old and that, you know, people love him. And, uh, you know, it's wild. So my question is, is, uh, they're tr they've tried to bankrupt the largest independent media outlet out there for exposing Bilderberg, for exposing the the New World Order globalists, the invisible government, who the operatives are, who the patsies are, all that and a whole bunch more. And they want to come after you next because I'm telling you right now, that's what that image tells me. And that's from Project Veritas, right? That's the leaked image from Veritas that when we heard – uh, and, and what else is interesting is the Libertarian Party literally was about to be hijacked by a bunch of uh, people that didn't really identify as libertarian. Establishment they, goons. That's exactly what they were. They were establishment goons, uh, even to the point where the WikiLeaks documents showed uh, that uh, Sarwalk, I believe it was Nick, Nicholas Sarwalk, was, was that the guy? Uh, and he had a bunch of ties to CIA. I think I have the name right. Let me let me double check that. But but Yeah. Um, that's essentially what it was. The LP was getting infiltrated and taken over, essentially turned into a controlled opposition organization uh, by a bunch of goons for the establishment who were just pushing a bunch of woke BS. Uh, and thank God Michael Heisen, the Mises Caucus, came in and, uh, you know, the as Ron Paul would call it. And we mentioned Ron Paul a lot on this episode today, as Paul uh, called yeah. the Mises Caucus, the libertarian wing of the libertarian party. Thankfully, they were able to regain some control. Well, and that's where we're at now. They they were able to dominate. So this is retaliation for kip kicking out the the FBI, the feds, undercover feds, and undercover CIA, and the infiltrators that are collecting data along with the socialists uh, who are out there who are you know because there's because libertarianism allows for just about any belief as long as you don't force it on anyone else. And so it's a completely all inclusive. This is exactly what everyone wanted. In fact. Before 2015, 80% of the world, or at least the United States, identified as libertarian, whether they knew it or not. If they took the survey, uh, they they were literally, that, that's what they were. And so here we have it, the LP Mises Caucus. This is who they're going after, I see, when they're going after anarcho-capitalist anarcho flags. Like, these are the people like Tom Woods, uh, the people mm -hmm. that are out there like Michael Heiss. Uh, the like the foundation of libertarianism, and they're doing this not because they hate libertarianism. It's because they believe they believe that there's an underground backroom deal that could be worked out with Donald Trump to prevent them from running anyone for a presidential candidate and everyone backing Donald Trump, and that would give them enough votes 
to beat Joe Biden, just like the Green Party when they got taken off by the Democrat Party of all the state ballots like here in Wisconsin, uh, because they were challenged and uh, they were wrongfully taken off, in my opinion, uh, because they had all the right signatures and everything else. Uh, Those votes were able to sway and push Biden over here in Wisconsin and other states. He wouldn't have won if it wasn't for uh, a lot of jerry-rigging that went on as well as ballots and everything else. Yeah, it's an attack against freedom. You know, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. It's exactly what it is. I mean, you know, you have you know the certain people that say you know the United States is a constitutional republic, and you have the other people that say it's a democracy, and you have other people that say it's a hybrid between the two. It's more that realistically, it's a hybrid between the two. But then, you know, just think about the fact you only have the two corporate parties, you know, the two wings from the same bird, the, the Republicrats, as they should essentially be called, is, you know, the Republicans and the Democrats, whereas you have it throughout the entirety of the electoral process, the Green Party is banned, the Libertarian Party is banned, the Tea Party is banned, the Constitutional Party is banned. All all parties, aside from the, even the Democratic Socialist Workers Party, I'm not even a socialist, I don't like socialists, but, you know, if you claim to be a democracy, let the people actually democratize and, and have have a fair election where all the parties are there and the people can decide what they actually want. Of course, I'm an anarchist. I don't like the idea of anybody ruling over anybody. But if you want to be ruled over, then, you, you know, if you want to surrender your freedom, go right ahead. Just don't surrender mine. You know, you don't have the right to do that. But my point is, you claim that we're a democracy, but, you know, we only have two corporate parties, two sides of the same coin that people uh, don't even get to choose from, really. I mean, of course, as we know, it's rigged and, you know, all the, the corporate interests are the ones that really decide who uh, wins the selection, the election with the silent S in front of it. So, you know, democracy. So, um, you know, here it is. Alex Jones's lawyer accidentally sent all his emails to the Sandy Hook lawyers accidentally. Oof. And he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't contact them in the amount of time to let them know that those are privileged information uh, and that it could not be used. So they used it in court and they told Alex Jones, basically they, they tried to get him into this catch 22, this Perry Mason moment where uh, they're like, well, you know, obviously you do have my emails. Alex Jones said, so he said, you're lying to me. Uh huh. And he goes, no, 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 I wasn't, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyways, Jones testified on Wednesday for the second time attempting to fend off one of many defamation lawsuits. By the way, most of them have been dropped. Uh, and it looks like the families, uh, you know, they're they're starting like they try to shake his hand and stuff. He's trying to be nice. Numerous parents of children killed in 2012 school shooting blame Jones for spreading falsehoods and disinformation about the tragedy that brought a ceaseless abuse, harassment and death threats. By the way, he was not he did not commit any of these death threats. He did not commit any of this harassment himself, nor the, any of this abuse. It was a result of his show. They blame it or claim. In fact, nobody even went to the homes. The idea that they went to, like, you always hear that the pro, like these threats and these people were going to these people's homes that, that were, uh, you know, claiming that their children didn't exist. Well, where they went was like some kind of like uh, U-Haul or FedEx place where there was a P.O. box. So like it wasn't even like to somebody's home. So there's a lot of misinformation. Surprise, surprise that the mainstream media is bringing out. And Jones doesn't have a platform to, you know, protect himself. Uh, And they say Alex Jones is getting roasted in cross-examination. But really what they did is they tried to have an aha moment and make something out of nothing. And there was, you know, you you want to know what really makes me upset about the whole Alex Jones case? is that there was more media at the Alex Jones case than there was at the Ghislaine Maxwell trial. 
Of course, because that's that's ratings. They they want to <laughs> demonize the guy who's exposing uh, all the nefarious shit that the government's doing, including their ties to international pedophile rings. You know, so yeah, like Lee Maxwell, you know, mm-hmm. and exactly. uh, and here they they're pushing in. Law and crime was there. Oh, look now, law and crime is there. They weren't there for the yeah. They were actually law and crime was at the. Elaine Maxwell trial. I will say that they were one of the people that were there quite often. So I can't totally drill them for that. And, you know, uh, here it says Alex Jones second after being told that his lawyer mistakenly sent a huge cash of text to Sandy Hook family's attorney. This is your Perry Mason moment. Yeah. See, there you go. Uh, and the story continues, and it says, pretty sure the Sandy Hook parents would forego any monetary compensation if Jones were to be given a lengthy jail sentence. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> they want to put him in jail now. You know what else is they want to do? They would kill Alex Jones if they could. And the, the, the left would literally have a public hanging and kill him if they could. And I want that to be, and I, I want you guys to understand that, because if they could do this to Alex Jones, that we aren't far from what we heard with the Bernie Sanders camp, re-education camps. Mm-hmm. That, I yeah. mean, that's really, you know, that's, the, I'm not even joking. While well, our you know, that's, that's essentially what, uh, you know, that's the, the attempt to set the precedent, you know, like we, like we said, you know, it, it first they started with Alex Jones and then they went after everybody. And that's why, uh, you know, we said from the very beginning, if they're allowed to get away with Jones, with uh, with essentially making him an unperson uh, on social media, then they're going to come after everybody. And then what happened in 2018? They did come after everyone. And since then, we've just seen an absolute deluge of disinformation and censorship from the corporate media oligarchs. Uh, and, you know, this is continued attempt at unpersoning uh, is, you know, just more so, uh, like I said yesterday, man, or Orwell was an optimist. Uh, you know, this attempt at uh, just turning things upside down and uh, demonizing dissent in a way, you know, anything that dares to go against the party, if we're making Orwell references, well, uh, you know. <laughs> If we go to the government official Google, the CIA does, we type in Alex Jones, uh, how much do you think will be anything that is a uh, piece that is pro-Alex Jones? Uh, let's see here. We'll probably at, get the – okay. Everything is against Alex Jones. Well, yeah, of course. They denied his request for a mistrial because the judge said that he believe the judge believes he's guilty, but none of but then they can't bring that up in court uh, to uh, any of the jurors that the judge even believes that he's guilty. Like, like this is the kind of BS that they have, and it's a kangaroo court. Like in Bannon, he couldn't even call on any of his witnesses, and this is what we are seeing here. Uh, but and, you know, the thing is, guilty of what? You know, like that's you know this whole you know kangaroo court. Uh, nonsense. Guilty of what? Free speech? Does does the First Amendment no longer apply? Oh, because something Alex said made some crazy nutcase act on their own accord to do something uh, that Alex never encouraged them to do? Uh, so, you know, what happens when Fox News or CNN radicalizes a shooter and they go out and shoot up a mall or or uh, a school or something like that. That's what they want. They can ban the guns. They can ban the guns, and that's what they want. Just like William Cooper wrote in Behold the the Pale Horse Project Orion, where they Mm -hmm. inculcated that under MKLR and mentally ill people to open fire on school zones because they're gun-free zones. And, uh, you know, never mind that. 
We've even had CNN anchors, uh, you know, over the years who've openly talked about, oh, maybe it would be good if you uh, go out and harass and assault people. Alex never even said to do anything crazy and they're trying to crucify him. Whereas you have mainstream outlets that have openly said at times to go harm people or at least tongue in cheek insinuated it. And yet these are the, the trusted outlets that are propped up. Uh, to say, oh, they are the beacon of free speech and authority, and you can't question them. And if you do question them, then you're a bigoted conspiracy theorist. Well, not only that, like they get him wrong. They say he's far right. He's not far right. Like he went after George Bush. He went after Obama. The reason why he's far right is because Donald Trump seemed like somebody different, libertarian. And and, and even though uh, Jones has said he agrees with him 95%, but he doesn't trust him at all. And they don't, they don't tell you that. They don't tell you that Alex Jones... Here he goes. Alex Jones can see the Sandy Hook attack was 100% real. He said it wasn't real years ago, and he apologized profusely on air, but they always chop up the video. That's exactly like they want to. They want him to be reminded as the Sandy Hook person. And this is all about the war against conspiracies. The United Nations and the globalist think tanks don't want you to uh, go after them. They don't want you to realize what's really going on. You can mm-hmm. read their books and tell them and read it back verbatim, and you're still a conspiracy theorist because of the fact that you know the facts and you want to tell people what's really going on in the world. He, you know, And that's exactly what we're seeing here. They are literally, literally trying, like this is, uh, this is their way of getting satisfi- satisfaction out of torturing Alex Jones. You know, instead of just shooting people like they did to William Cooper, right? You right. know, the guy with yeah. one leg. Go after the guy with one leg and uh, make some noise, uh, uh, you know, have some cops dressed in regular clothes and then mm-hmm. go after him and then they shoot and him. Assassinate him in his front yard, yeah. Right, right. And then let him sit there, let his body sit there without calling for an ambulance for like three or eight hours. I think it was three hours. You know, instead of doing that, they just digitally assassinate him because they feed off that negative energy. And I tell you what, Alex Jones is going to make a comeback and it's going to be bigger than ever. I'm telling you that unless they do something to him, unless they murder the man, unless they kill this man, it, like he doesn't have it in him. He's not a quitter. He's not a lo- Like, that's why we're here, bro. We're not quitters. Everyone else we know uh, that really came and gone, they're all quit it they all quit because they can't make a living off of it they can't figure it out and they're not you know i'm not saying they aren't genuine they just decided and i don't blame them that just plugging into the matrix is just you know going on and, and that's the most important thing to them is right. happiness i right. don't and have I, that. and i get it i mean i get it i get it i get it yeah i mean i get it i mean because i have some of those same thoughts i mean i'm not going to sit here and lie i mean there's <laughs> sometimes i sit there and be like man what the hell am I even doing? Uh, you know, it's like I, I could go off and do a nine to five or I could work in graphic design or I could go back to playing music or or whatever the hell is much more lucrative than this right now. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I have that crusader gene. I've tried to walk away. I can't. It's not in me. I see something messed up in the world uh, and I have to say something about it. And, you know, that's that's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. And, you know, it's we don't this isn't a, a money thing for us. This isn't a fame thing for us. It's it's just simply about character and values. We and you care see about wrong the future. You have to yeah, yeah. you see something wrong and you have to speak up and say something about it. We care about the future. We care about the children. And obviously anyone that wants a fully automated luxury communist future and Adam Weishaupt utopianism, because essentially unless like so this is what I'm thinking. Unless people like they retaliate, we get somebody in there that can actually drain and clean the swamp. 
Things aren't getting better. You know what's going to happen is we're going to have FEMA zones, and those zones are going to break into constitutional republics. You're going to have Texas. That's going to be what United States was in 1776. And then you're going to have the West Coast, which is going to be super communist. And then you're going to have, you know, socialist on the East, uh, you know, East Coast. And then, you know, the central Midlands is going to be a mix of the two until they can slowly take everything over bit by bit and destroy what America is. And that's the ability for us to live together regardless of what everyone believes. And not only that, having the ability to have freedom of speech. You can't even have freedom of speech anymore. You can't even defend yourself in court anymore. And what this all leads to, which is what you were talking about, is the UN's new goal to end conspiracies. And they think that they can do that by ending Alex Jones. So they don't want to make a martyr out of him and make 30,000 additional Alex Jones. Too bad there's already that many, if not more. You know, uh, hundreds of thousands of little, uh, you know, it's funny how many people I know that spew and under and know the exact verbatim type of knowledge that Alex Jones probably only knew at one point. And yet Mm -hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm not like, like, have you checked out Alex Jones? Oh, I don't listen to that. Frogs are gay. But yet they're spewing the exact intelligent rhetoric and they believe it, but they don't want to give the guy credit. They don't. They don't. Exactly, and and that's, partially, that. and, and that's partially because of the way the, the media uh, has, you know, right. weaponized things, yeah. But, you know, to your point, uh, you know, bringing up uh, the UN, uh, you know, that's the, the next great point to segue into, as we were talking about earlier. Uh, the UN has now put forth uh, a new campaign called the, uh, the hashtag Think Before Sharing campaign. Uh, UNESCO specifically, the United Nations uh education and cultural society organization or pledge something to like pause. that. Pledge to pause is what it's called. Uh, no, it's, it's definitely the uh, oh, think COVID-19. before sharing. Yeah. That, oh, that was yeah. way before that. It's the UN think before sharing campaign. Um, and uh, I'm actually writing a piece about it now. I started yesterday. I didn't plan on writing another article this soon, but I saw it and I thought, well, you know what? That's uh, that's that's pretty damn good material. But I was watching uh, Press for Truth yesterday. Dan Dix, uh, his le- recent report on it, and uh, essentially what it is, it is uh, you know more uh, identify wrong think, more trust the authorities. Uh, you know, because on the surface it's presented as oh we just have to stop the spread of dangerous information. I found it really interesting. They use the same verbiage with COVID nineteen that stop the spread. We have to stop the spread of dangerous conspiracy theories and you read through the infographics it essentially paints these uh uh so-called conspiracy theories as uh dangerous rhetoric and disinformation you can only trust the authorities you can only trust what the un and the mainstream media and the government tells you and anyone who has a dissenting opinion is a dangerous bigoted person and it goes into here's how you can react to it and here's how you can engage with this rhetoric and, and debunk it so the purpose of my upcoming article, which perhaps may be uh, published sometime next week, perhaps at the end of next week, depending on how busy I get and when I'm able to actually sit down and write things, um, I'm going to be, first of all, thoroughly picking that apart uh, and exposing and debunking the logical fallacies. Uh, and then I'm going to be exemplifying a number of uh, conspiracies that aren't theories. They're facts. They're absolute facts. Uh, you know, we're going to go and talking about Operation Mockingbird. That's not a theory. That's a fact. The CIA has infiltrated and has largely has control over the mainstream media. 
false flag attacks, once called a conspiracy theory, but now that we're in the uh, era of the Russia-Ukraine war, uh, apparently now they are admitted as facts. So we're going to be breaking a lot, breaking down a lot of that too. But that's the the purpose of this whole uh, new UN campaign. As I say in my article, it's just another salvo in the ongoing information war because people need to understand we are at war. There's an information war, and Alex has been saying it for a long time, there's a war on for your mind, uh, and it's absolutely true. And more so now than ever before, if you, if for anyone who actually read my information war article, I put it on my Break the Matrix substack, and I also put it on uh, Free Thought Project, we published it. We are in the midst of an information war. You're either on the side of the establishment or you're on the side of truth and freedom. We're trying to break through the lies and break through the bullshit. And, you know, we need as many people as possible to cut through the BS and tell the truth about what's happening. Because these establishment hawks, these, uh, you know, predator class parasites, they're not going to stop. Yeah, we need your help with that, guys. Check out the rundownlive.com. Um, support us. We're live every day on Rumble, Rockfin, R-O-K-F-I-N. You can tip us on there, or you can go to the rundownlive.com. We have a link tree and swag on there. I know we have a bunch of people on Rockfin right now. Our YouTube strike zone is starting to grow again. Um, Facebook, a lot of people are now tuning in because we're back on there. Uh, and a lot of these social media platforms we've been slowly migrating off of. And I noticed that a lot more people are using Rockfin. Rockfin is like... Uh, you know, we're growing there as well as everywhere else. But when we come back, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of weird stuff. Everything from send, like synthetic embryos to uh, bringing back organs back to life amongst uh, incredible tech that's out there. But the question is, is how long is it before the government knocks on your door because you shared something that they don't agree with and yet you're critical of? And I thought that was our last right as an American to be able to be critical of our government, of our president, mm -hmm. of our government of our senator, of our congressman, whoever it is, if they're a piece of trash, we have the right to tell them to their face that they are trash, where we have the right to have trials, put them on trial for the corruption that they've done. And instead, we've gotten this Bolshevik, uh, you know, duality where they're going after all their political adversaries now while they're in boss. Imagine if Donald Trump, I just we got one minute here. But imagine if Donald Trump decided to weaponize the feds or weaponize the CIA and go after all his political adversaries and put everyone that was Antifa in jail to put everyone that was, uh, you know, going after all like Hillary Clinton. And if, if he actually put Hillary Clinton in jail, mm -hmm. do you think he, he probably would have gotten reelected? No problem. Then again, we still would have had COVID. And then you he have knows. Biden. And, that, really and that's not to say that Trump didn't accentuate the police state. He damn sure did. It's just the yeah. point that we're making is that it's it's the two different beasts. I mean, you can always protest Neither the is police good. state on Neither either. Is exactly. Good. Neither is good. And this is definitely a new step in the wrong direction for America. But who's surprised? Huh? We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. We'll be asking you, is Joe Biden going to die from COVID-19? That's a real question. He's now had it for about a week. And I wouldn't doubt that the guy sees in that age bracket. What happens if he keels over? Because, you know, it's so deadly. At least they make you think. Was the average liberal thinks eight out of ten people who get COVID die <laughs> when they took right. the survey? That's what wild. They do That's, crazy. That's disinformation. That's And what factual. if they do it on purpose so Kamala can step up? Who, who well, you knows? know, you know, top cop. That's why she's there. She's got to be ready. And she, her and Joe don't get along. Well, that's what they say. Anyways, we'll be back. You're never getting along with the person that tries to replace you. Right, Aaron Rodgers? Sorry, Brett Favre. We'll be back <laughs> in just a few.
Hey members, the new KGRA DV app is now available on iOS and Android devices. Gain on-demand access to any KGRA DV programming. Download any show directly to your mobile device to listen or watch on the go. Go to the App Store and search KGRA DV. Scrolling all day, time can disappear. Wanna make it count? Why not volunteer? Posting pics of your food, that takes up time. Time, you've got time to binge all of season nine, though it got so bad. Time, you got time. We're gonna grow back and be the same brows you had. Just a few hours to keep families from harm. Help us end home fires with Sound the Alarm. Volunteer for a day to install free smoke alarms in your community. Discover the Observation Deck, a one-of-a-kind virtual event platform that takes video conferencing to the next level by using avatars to navigate a campus. There's so many areas and activities to choose from. There's a thousand-seat auditorium, an expo hall, a nightclub, and even a beach. So come attend a conference, take a class, or hear a lecture on the incredible Observation Deck campus. Go to theobservationdk.com. You're listening to the KGRA Digital Broadcasting Network. We provide unparalleled coverage of trending news in the world of ufology, cryptozoology, and paranormal phenomenon. Whether you're watching our video live stream or listening to one of our audio programs, you are getting the best from world-renowned researchers and hosts guiding you through topics the mainstream won't touch. Miss one of your favorite programs? No problem. Head over to the members area at kgradb.com for access to our massive library of award-winning content. Make contact, stay connected, only at kgradb.com. Now, you don't know it yet, but you are listening to History in the Making while you are listening to this show. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man, yet as mortal as his own. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Censored by the mainstream media, the destroyer of fake news, and your host of The Rundown Live, Kristen T. Harris. G-R-A-D-B, that's right, we are here, and we're ready to bring you guys some information and truth. I don't know why I had those shades on. I just felt like it, so I can do it. It's my show. Uh, but, um, you know, it's like there's people that do whole shows, and they're all got the glasses on. Like, you're, right. anyways. Uh, Howard Stern, man. Does he do that? Yeah, the Stein mine? The, the, the 99 prime time? Uh, like, uh, yeah, you know, so... 
it, it, listen, we talked about this before the break. This is what's in the news, and we're going to segue into the Ben Franklin conversation because somebody I've met, and he seems like a real cool dude. In fact, he went out of his way to meet me um, in uh, Austin and make sure that I got a, a picture with him, and that is Sam Tripoli of the Tinfoil Hat Show. Oh, yeah. And he was just on um, Joe Rogan, and as mm-hmm. you guys know, uh, I just met Sam, and I got to spend probably about two days with them, roughly, and uh, he did a, a private comedy gig over at Float Fest in 2022, and big shout-out to Kingsley Edwards and Edward uh, Aaron Edwards. Love them both. They're both beautiful and wonderful souls, good people, and they have a great anarchist event. Uh, where people come and camp and uh, they, you know, freedom of speech. And there's some people that flex that and most people are peaceful about it. But long story short, he talked about how in the basement of Ben Franklin's old home, they found 15 human skeletons. And like, you know, Joe Biden, he's sick. He's like got COVID for five days. Like that's how it starts. And then it goes to week two. And then at week two, you know, it's done. It's like, okay, he's had it for two weeks. It's not going away. So my question is, is like, how is it that Donald Trump, first of all, had COVID and then the next day he was like, yeah, I test like it was like within 24 hours. He's fine. But you got, um, you know, Joe Biden, who looks like he's in way better shape than Donald Trump. Otherwise, well, I mean, not to be that weight wise, not to be that, not to be that guy, but I'll just be the guy. Trump wasn't quadruple faxed. Oh, you are that guy. Conspiracy <laughs> guy. No leftists I'm, are quite far I'm just left. Putting people. it out there, brother. There's no leftists anymore. They're all far leftists. And there's no right people. People on the right wing, they're far right. Oh, right wing, right. Everything is far right, far left, and we're far Not only was, was Trump not quadruple faxed, Trump also uh took the the hydroxychloroquine, which they demonized and said didn't work, and now we know works. Uh, whereas Biden uh, went on that Paxlovid, which if you follow Dr. Pierre Corey, which you should definitely look him up, Dr. Pierre Corey, great guy. Um, he did a great uh, article recently explaining why that's a terrible thing. Uh, but, you know, just going to put that out there. I'm not a doctor. Don't take my <laughs> advice as medical advice. Just going to put that disclaimer out there. But so do your research where I'm going with this is Sam Tripoli was on. uh he was on the Joe Rogan show. And so I didn't get to watch the whole thing yet because obviously I do my own two hour show. I have to catch up with the news, be up with the news. And um, when I saw that on uh, Twitter, you know, obviously I sent him a little message and, you know, he responded uh, with the just uh, emoji or whatever it is that the kids do these days. I think he's around my age. I shouldn't call him a kid. Uh, <laughs> but um, long story short, he brought up the fact that Benjamin Franklin, while they did some remodeling, they found like 12,000 or 1,200, excuse me, 1,200 pieces of bone fragments that belonged to somewhere of 15 people. And you're like, nah, there's no way. The first thing, <laughs> like, I'm a conspiracy guy. And the first thing I said that was, there's no way. Like, there's no way that that would be a kept secret. Like, that would be front right. page news everywhere. This is the guy who, like, stuffed it to the Redcoats. Um, you know, he ran a printing press. You know, the kite story with the king getting shocked. He got struck mm-hmm. by lightning, bro. This right. is Benjamin right. Franklin. Yeah. Funny, you know, the funny and, like, thing is, 
And the funny thing is, like, not a lot of people know this. I was actually surprised you didn't know this. It was like right before the show, you told me you had never heard of this before. I've known this for years, but that's just because I'm a huge history buff and I've looked up to the founding fathers. So I've dug into all their past and, and history and whatnot. So that's just one of those weird, abnormal things I learned many, many years ago. Is, yeah, they found a bunch of bones to about 15 bodies uh, in, in dude's basement. Now, why they were there, they're not sure. Now, he was a member of a notorious secret society uh, called the Hellfire Club. In That London. I knew. I knew that because yeah. I'm in the secret societies. But they were like us. Uh, I thought they were more of like a, a high society, like cult-swingers club. That too, that too. But, you know, so there, but there are some conspiracy, <laughs> conspiracy theories, allegations that, you know, it could be something nefarious. However, I'm more along the lines of, you know, he was also a doctor. Uh, so it was probably cadavers that he had acquired, maybe not so legally, uh, you know, to do, you know, so medical kind. stuff. Who knows? So kind. Here I am. I'm thinking serial killer. And you're like, yeah, he, he just wanted to, you know, some people died and he purchased well, the bodies. We don't know. And, you know, <laughs> never mind that he was part of the Hellfire Club, which was basically an Illuminati <laughs> ritual cult of famous and powerful people. And uh, basically it was Adam Weiss. And uh, keep in mind, uh, the Illuminati ideology came over to the United States. We were born in 1776. Mm -hmm. Thomas Jefferson wrote about Adam Weishaupt utopianism, and he yep. believed that it was in the vein of William Godfrey, and he admired Adam Weishaupt. And mm -hmm. if you know that— And Jefferson was a member of the Black Hat Club. Yeah, right. So we keep going to dive in deep, but they're all part of these. And this is what they were. Once you get an elitism, you're part of all these little groups and clubs, just like you are in work. You know, when you're working, you get the or you're part of this group and that group and, you know, this group. And then you guys all go for drinking. It's your own like eyes wide shut type deal, except you're not doing the orgies and the weird rituals. Mm -hmm. You're just like, right. like, listen, like when you think of things, I think of like the movies eyed wide shut. But here it is. Mm -hmm. uh, this isn't history hustle talking about the Hellfire Club by Kimberly Ison. And she says, remember the movie Eyes Wide Shut, which was shot in the Rothschild Mansion, just saying, mm -hmm. uh, with the we super weird ritual scene shot in the Rothschild Mansion, just saying. I'm just um, going to tell you, no Stanley why. Kubrick was telling us something with Eyes Wide Shut. If you haven't seen the movie, definitely go check it out, especially like check, watch the movie and think about it in the context of the whole Epstein saga. Kubrick was trying to tell us something with that movie. And by the way, uh, you, you're probably best off watching it alone or it's kind of awkward to watch something like that with somebody <laughs> else sitting next to you because in majority it's like uh, Pornhub there or Pornhub or whatever they call it. Like, <laughs> it, uh, But here you go. Let's chat about the Hellfire Club. The history of the Hellfire Club dates back to the 1700s when it was originally a British secret society designed for high-standing individuals of certain persuasion. I'm guessing brothels and everything else. The purpose of the club was to provide a place for fun like-minded, intelligent people who wanted a place to be themselves. Remember? Because you can't be yourself. This is like Bohemian Grove, bro. You can't mm -hmm. be yourself in the real world. So here at Bohemian Grove, throw your pants to your ankles and take a piss. You know, <laughs> uh, do whatever you want in the Redwoods and, and don't worry. Give your, uh, you know, dull care to this child sacrifice. And uh, this way you don't have to weigh any of the burdens of the bad shit you do all day. Weaving spiders come not here. <laughs> right, 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 right. And that's really what Bohemian Grove is about. Those people believe, the ones that understand what the rituals are about at Bohemian Grove, that 
all the bad shit they do. Maybe it's like trafficking, underage girls, murder, cheating on wives. Who knows whatever, uh, destroying businesses, backroom deals, things that are against, you know, for the purpose of division and destruction towards the great plan. The New World Order plan is always referred to as the great plan, by the way, in Freemasonry as well. It's the great plan. Um, and, you know, it's interesting uh, that it always involves uh, these people, and they believe when they do this effigy of care at the uh, Bohemian Grove and they burn that child effigy, that they don't have to no longer bear the weight of those sins of the bad things they don't. You know, karma. They don't get karma mm -hmm. because they do it. And they believe it. And maybe, you know, how much of it is belief, who knows. But it's an old occult druidic ritual. And, you know, the George Bush Sr. was running the Grove. And since he died and them didn't leave anyone in charge, uh, you know, I don't know if they really know what's going on. But they met just last week or a couple weeks ago. They had the jinx in uh, April, or April or May. So here yep. it is. The purpose of the club. Obviously, we told you guys what that was. The first uh, official Hellfire Club was founded in London in 1718 by Philip Duke of Wharton and a handful of high society friends. But others soon followed, including the infamous Higher Fire Hellfire Club of Francis Dashwood. Uh, the infamous club of Francis Dashwood was a bit of a rebel. One legend says he impersonated the monarch Charles XII and that he made efforts to seduce Tsarina Anne while in Russia. Inspired by the brainchild of Duke of Wharton, Dashwood had a vision for yet another club that made him famous, the Hellfire Club. Eventually, the founder, uh, the founders altered its name slightly to become the Order of the Knights of St. Francis. Oh, and I live right next to St. Francis, the city. And they have the... <laughs> Probably Inside named the... after him. Here you go. Inside the Hellfires Club, there was cheerful ladies of lively disposition, sex and wine, and certainly seemed to have been a major part of the rituals. Notice how they say rituals. Even mm. the landscape was sexualized. The gardens included a temple of Venus. Oh, look, at there it is. There's Venus in the whole Atlantean thing. You know, the whole, uh, you know, Atlantean ideology. Venus, as well as statues of Pan and Priapus. Uh, who's Pan and Priapus, bro? Uh, well, I know Pan is uh, a Greek god. I'm not sure. I'm not that well-versed on uh, a lot of Greek mythology, so Priapus might be another one. It might be from some well, other uh, pantheon. I'm not sure. Right. It's a Greek god. You, you're spot on, so you're not too far. But Priapus is a god of animal and vegetable fertility. So Semiramis, essentially. You know, Nimrod's uh, wife, who he incestuously married, and he was the first king to wear a crown to represent the sun, and the sun... Uh, deity. So this is all back into the mystery religion, the things that William Cooper would always talk about, you know, and Jordan Maxwell would semi-touch on or give you an idea of what the mystery religion is. Uh, and David Icke and other people who are out there who understand what these elitists do, they've studied it their whole life. And then they sound like just like they're, uh, cr you know, quacks because they know so much. You know, right. they, it's hard to have a, like, bro, let's be honest. It's hard to go out someplace and have a civil conversation or a conversation about these things. And uh, even when you're out there, like, and have an interesting conversation. I value the I'm, fact that I bump into someone to be able to have these kind of conversations. Yeah. So with me, I'm just unapologetically open. I'll, I'll discuss any of it anywhere, anytime. And if it gets me weird looks, then then it gets me weird looks. I'm kind of antisocial as it is. So if it keeps the normies away from me, cool. 
<laughs> right, right, right. So back to Ben Franklin. So he was hanging out at this Hellfire Club. I don't know what kind of EDM music they had back in the day, but uh, I'm sure they had music, drinks, and lots of sex. For nearly two decades leading to the signing of the Declaration of Independence, ben Fr Benjamin Franklin lived in London in a house at 36 Craven Street. In 1776, Franklin left his uh, English home to come back to America. More than 200 years later, 15 bodies were found in the basement buried in a secret windowless room uh, beneath the garden. What if he was the Jack the Ripper? Just, I don't know. I don't know the time frame. <laughs> I, yeah, I think Jack the Ripper was a little after that, but he could have been a serial killer. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, we simply don't know. And I'm curious uh, whether or not they actually or whether or not they could even uh, perform some sort of autopsy or some sort of study on these these bones. Well, if they were all females, how they would, died, maybe they were all females or who right. knows in 1998. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, because that, that's another thing that not a lot of people know about. Um, I know uh, our producer Chanel was, uh, she was gobsmacked when I mentioned it earlier, but, you know, uh, Franklin was a swinger. He was known to be incredibly promiscuous, incredibly sexually ravenous. And that's one of the big reasons he was in uh, the Hellfire Club is because of how freely and openly they would have orgies and just allow, you know, whatever. Like, you know, Franklin was a horn dog. And I'm, I'm actually surprised by how many people don't know that. Well, now you know why he never became president, because he could have been easily seduced into some kind of bad situation. Yeah. Uh, but here we go. It says Franklin's house. Um, the remnants are more than a dozen bodies. Six were children. Forensic investigation showed that the bones dated to Franklin's day. So it was around his time. Franklin was noted as a revolutionary and powerful Freemason. Oh, you know, the, back then it was the mystery religion. You know, the Nimrod was the founder of the craft. Read Albert Mackey's. Uh, and they believe they knew all the secrets because they carried it on down from Egypt and all the way back off of Noah's Ark and everything else that they believed. The Grand Master of the Masons of Pennsylvania. So it's easy to wonder what dark secrets Franklin may have hidden in his basement chamber. Truth is, it turns out it's quite, it isn't quite dark. The most plausible explanation is not mass murder, but an anatomy school run by Franklin's young friend and protege, William uh, Hewson said the National Guard. So maybe it was run, like they said, as something like that. But you yeah. never know. I'm just saying he might have been the first, you know, uh, horror guy out there just killing people <laughs> and all that other fun stuff that people like to watch for entertainment these days. And, you know, I, I just don't, I can't do it anymore. Like minus Ash versus Evil Dead. I don't know why. <laughs> I will always have a place for Bruce Campbell in my heart, deep, deep in my heart somewhere there. Uh, but, you know, I, it's so, it just, I never knew this and it blew my mind when I found it out. You just don't know what the truth is either. So mm -hmm. I guess we will never know. We may never find out. However, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds and what we can find out because the future is getting weirder and weirder, bro. Have you seen this? Oh, yeah. In fact, you sent me this. Scientists create world's first synthetic embryos. That's right now if you're a dude that identifies as non-dude you can have little dudes <laughs> yeah I, I saw this piece in the garden the uh the guardian earlier i actually don't read the guardian I, but i saw it come across like my news feed. someone else has, has shared it yeah no not a big fan uh, <laughs> i like the off guardian kit knightley's website it's a fantastic website yeah no, but, that uh, one's another one I, that's great Oh, yeah. I happened to see um, this come across my news feed earlier, and I thought, wow, that sounds right up our alley. I got to send this to you. Well, it depends who writes it. I should. I'll, it's always it's not the publication. It's usually the journalist that we follow. Yeah. 
That's but true. yeah. So the idea here is is first of all, um, is this a good thing? Like, I don't want to think of it as a negative thing. Let, let's say you're a female and you don't want to have the risks of bearing a child and forcing this nine pound, you know, bowling ball, you know, out from between your legs. It just it just doesn't sound convenient. And then not only that, you're killing your physique probably for your entire life. Not everyone bounces back from having a child. Uh like let, let's be honest, there's women that were very petite and uh or you know nice and full figured that really never were able to rebound <laughs> to what they believed that they should look like. And there's a lot of like there's a lot of health and mental issues with that. Like like there's depression, there's all sorts of stuff, you know, self-confidence. Uh and, and so like why wouldn't you be like, instead of having to force myself to pop a nine pound bowling ball out or child, just have an embryo, uh, like a, uh, or a synthetic embryo hold my child. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see the, uh, you know, the positive medical applications for it. So it's certainly, you know, something interesting. Admittedly, I didn't read the article. I just so happened to see it and thought, well, hey, this would be great to discuss on the show. Well, and then I got busy, so I wasn't able to read it. So I'm not sure the con the content of it, but you know, you know, you know where this leads, right, bro? Synthetic that? embryo farms. There'll be a farm and you'll go to your little farm and you'll find your tree or with your little embryo hanging there. Or better yet, <laughs> they'll just put it inside your local robot. Uh, that uh, Zuckerberg <laughs> wants to put in your house and uh, yeah. Elon Musk wants to put in your house. And then you'll have a robot with a synthetic artificial embryo and you can just feed the robot and the robot will put whatever the nutrition uh, liquids are that the baby needs right in its body. And you know what? Then the baby will identify as ro robot, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. <laughs> you think I'm making this up, but that's where we're going. I can see it. I can definitely see it, you know, because, you know, I've said before, you know, before coming on to, to co-host the show, I, I wasn't big into tech news. So, like, since coming on and just learning all the wild technocracy and transhumanist stuff and just futurism and technology in general, it blows my mind. So, like, now uh, with all everything I've learned, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly what happens. Well, and this leads us to where the story I was telling you. So now we're talking about women wanting robots in the home. Why do they want them in the home? And not just women, men, because if you identify nowadays as uh, having gender dysphoria and you identify as a female uh, and you don't want to go through the dangerous uh, sex change operations and or chemical treatments and risking never being able to reverse it in case you change your mind or you re-identify or you, have, you find out you have multiple identities or whatever it is, uh, you want to dive into, you can then have your robot in your house with the embryo. And don't worry, that robot might cost you a lot less than you think because people like Facebook are going to make a shit ton out of it. Because here <laughs> it is in Singularity Hub, uh, which is the transhumanist like and futurist book with all the scientists read. And uh, when I was part of the, well, I still am part of the transhumanist party involved very limitedly right now. Um, but, uh, you know, this is the website they go to. And this is written by Vanessa Bates Ramirez. Um, and it says, Facebook wants to make smart robots to explore every nook and cranny of your home. Hey, Alexa, turn on the kitchen light, right? You have all that. Hey, Alexa, play soothing music or Alexa, rap for me or hey, Alexa, yodel. And if anyone that's listening to this program right now uh, has the speakers loud, know that their Alexa is going off. If I said, hey, Google, yodel. 
it would yodel for you, you know? Uh, you can ask Alexa and Google or a home assistant questions about facts, news, and weather. So they'll actually have an old robot that spies on you, spies on you in your home. And Facebook's blog post about audiovisual navigation for embodied AI, the authors point out the most of today's robots are deaf. They move through spaces based purely on visual perception. And the company's new research aims to train AI using both visual and audio data. Uh, letting smart robots detect and follow objects that make noise as well as use sounds to understand a physical space, you know, echoes and all that. So they are going to want to know what's in your house. They'll be able to identify everything, your layout, what furniture you have, what shape it is, and, you know, where you are in your home at what time and what you're doing. So, I mean, if they don't already do that. So, like, that's what your robot's going to do. Your little Elon Musk-looking uh, humanoid robot, which looks like iRobot, which we've showed you on the show before. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly fascinating. And the more you see these, uh, you know, developments of the things they do, like, I, I wouldn't trust anything from Facebook and the Zuck. Uh, <laughs> they seem to be the, the yeah, yeah. And Bill calls him, calls him the Zuckerborg, and I call Bill Gates Doctor Blue Screen because <laughs> you know his computers crash and he's the king of the blue screen. Scientists reanimate dead cells and pig, a potential breakthrough for organ transplants. The new research challenge: the idea that beginning of cell death is irreversible, though bioethicists say. It also poses a significant question of whether it is. Uh, new research has confounded conventional wisdom about life and death. Researchers at Yale University, you know, this is a pet cemetery here for you, bro, used a Boy. new technology to restore cells in some of the organs of a pig that had just died, bringing the organs basically back to life. I'm translating it for you. Um, the findings, which were published Wednesday in the scientific journal Nature, raised profound ethical questions about how medicine defines death but also teases new possibility for collection of human organs for transplants and other things. So they can, you know, keep your organs alive or reanimate them after you die. Cause you know, they only think they have a certain amount of time to get them out of you. And that, you know, that's why the doctor salivates at you when he looks like you're in a deathbed instead of wanting mm -hmm. to give you the surgery because right. there's more money in your organs. You know, he's like, Oh, give me the heart. You know, I need that liver. You know, luckily that's why I drink alcohol. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, don't want any organs. you know, uh, anyways, and, you know, um, if they're, if they're telling us this news now, you you know, the question that we bring up so many times is how long has this actually been available before they brought the news out into the mainstream? I, I wonder uh, if, if uh, David Rockefeller had any pig hearts before he uh, finally kicked the bucket because the guy had like, what, eight, nine heart transplants before he finally uh, crapped out? I don't know, man. Um, I know not... it was a lot. I know it was at least seven, but I'm not sure if he had like eight or nine. Yep. Uh, we'll get into that and a whole bunch more after this commercial break coming up. Well, you know, I wanted to dive into this article here, but uh, there's breaking Nancy Pelosi news and oh, we boy. might want to cover that a little bit. But uh, the thing I wanted to bring up is the fact that I keep seeing these type of stories 
coming out more and more. And I'm going to tell you it's in part because I talk about all the time. The mainstream media, they listen to me. I can see where they're from. They're from New York. They're from the D.C. area. They're from that area because that's where I'm getting pinged on these things. And I get contacts from mainstream media sometimes about what they talk about and they say. And then it's just a coincidence that within 24 hours or 48 hours, the mainstream media writes antithesis and uh, normally, uh, you know, kind of uh, skeptic viewpoints of some of the things I talk about. Like one day I said, go shovel your neighbor's snow, even if they're Donald Donald Trump or, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton fan, do something nice for the person next to you. And then the next day there was an article that came out said shoveling your neighbor's lawn may be racist. And I'm like, (laughs) shoveling, not lawn, but driveway may be uh, racist. And I'm like, there's no way. And the guy was from the New York area. And I'm like, of course they're listening. Uh, And, you know, I get contacts and I'm telling you, Uh, They get a lot of ideas for the news articles that they write in the direction of what people are interested in because we're the future, regardless if they agree with everything we talk about. The average person that writes for these networks, they just – I don't know if they all believe the Kool-Aid or they're just doing a job. They're journalists because that's what they want to do. As where I'm a journalist because I'm passionate about it. Those are usually two different types of people a lot of times. But here it is, and uh, this is going to be the article we're going to talk about briefly when we come back. I want you – to look at your love pet, uh, if it's a bad behaving pet or a good behaving pet. Maybe we've all had bad fur babies in our life, but here it is in The Guardian. Can artificial intelligence really help us talk to animals? And we talked about this, like if you could communicate with your animal and ask it why, you know, why you, hey, fur baby, why are you pissing outside the litter box? Or maybe why are you depressed? Because animals get depression, you know, these t- type of things. And, uh, you know, like, what would we, how would we benefit from it? Like, are we going to have a, a, a X-Men uh, scenario where there's going to be an evil mutant dude <laughs> who can communicate with the animals and be like, attack my ravenous hogs. And then you're going to get like a bunch of hogs that come out of the woods and try to kill you. Cause he's got an army of like wolves or something, you know, right. you know, whatever it is like, like, uh, like, can we weaponize this? Cause you know, that's the first thing the government is thinking if we're in there and Al Qaeda's in a cage and there's a bunch of bears in the area, we can communicate with, with the bears and we can team up and we can take them out together you know i, I just right, right. really think <laughs> i'm not even joking it sounds far-fetched though well i you mean know, they, they had that whole men that stare at goats thing they've tried uh, to weaponize psychics and all that all that other sort of crazy stuff so I, it wouldn't surprise me all right guys we'll talk to you after we come back drop some comments in the chat love to hear from you the rundown live rundownlive.com we'll have phone lines up again one of these days soon so people keep asking when they can call in i know uh it's funny when we don't have lines uh, people are always talking about calling in, and then when we finally get them, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it is the way it is. You guys stay blessed. We'll be back in just a few. You're listening to The Rundown Live on KGRADB, your uh, information station here, and band.video. We'll be back. Hey, members. The new KGRA-DB app is now available on iOS and Android devices. Gain on-demand access to any KGRA-DB programming. Download any show directly to your mobile device to listen or watch on the go. Go to the App Store and search KGRA-DB. Scrolling all day, time can disappear. Want to make it count? Why not volunteer? Posting pics of your food, that takes up time. Time, you've got time to binge all of season nine, though it got so bad. Time, you've got time. 
We're gonna grow back and be the same browse you had. Just a few hours to keep families from harm. Help us end home fires with Sound the Alarm. Volunteer for a day to install free smoke alarms in your community. Discover the Observation Deck, a one-of-a-kind virtual event platform that takes video conferencing to the next level by using avatars to navigate a campus. There's so many areas and activities to choose from. There's a thousand-seat auditorium, an expo hall, a nightclub, and even a beach. So come attend a conference, take a class, or hear a lecture on the incredible Observation Deck campus. Go to theobservationdk.com. You're listening to the KGRA Digital Broadcasting Network. We provide unparalleled coverage of trending news in the world of ufology, cryptozoology, and paranormal phenomenon. Whether you're watching our video live stream or listening to one of our audio programs, you are getting the best from world-renowned researchers and hosts guiding you through topics the mainstream won't touch. Miss one of your favorite programs? No problem. Head over to the members area at KGRADB.com for access to our massive library of award-winning content. Make contact, stay connected, only at KGRADB.com. To the Rundown Live weekdays on KGRA Radio. Kristan T. Harris, Don Vi Jr. Visit TheRundownLive.com. In the latest Captain America New World Order, Bill Gates has communicated with thousands and if not millions of animals, convincing them to abort their animal fetuses in order to combat climate change. And he will destroy all the animals and fur babies in the world if Captain America does not stop them. Yeah! They, that's where we're coming. <laughs> like, that's, that's the future, bro. That's the future. Like right here artificial intelligence really can help us talk to animals and you know before you know it we're going to be like the hitchhiker's guide to galaxy we're going to have a babel fish in our ear and it'll translate everything we cut you know we hear that's where to get babel fish from by the way uh douglas adams atheist i respect him uh genius and like people always are like me it's funny how many people when i communicate online and i hold conservative viewpoints they immediately believe uh, that they, they, they believe a couple of things. They, they think I'm a Christian and they're like, God doesn't exist. They don't know if I'm a Christian or not. It so happens I'm a follower of Christ. Uh, I don't know if that makes me a Christian or not. I believe in that he was a good guy. He, he tried to change the world. He was an adept. He was highly intelligent. He was able, he was definitely a danger to the establishment. He was anti-establishment and he was, a, a, a definitely an important figure in history. And so, 
uh, people out there immediately, they're like, oh, God didn't exist. And, blah, 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 and they immediately think of this person without even asking me. That's the amount of it. See, I've come to realize that people who get angry in conversations, and it's usually leftists who try to ridicule you and ad hominins and everything else. And on the right, they uh, just make fun of you. They troll you and uh, they get, you know, they, they use bold letters and they do much. They kind of do the same thing now. It's kind of been just the left, the far left, far right conversations. Right. All day, it's, you the, know. it's the preconceived notions like everybody has to have an idea in their head of who they are. Like they can't just have a conversation with people like they always have to have this idea like you know, automatically, you know, judge a book by its cover sort of thing, which, you know, we're taught as kids. Don't do that. But a lot of adults nowadays, they, they do do that. And it's 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 just weird to me because, like, you know, especially existing outside the left right paradigm, like I've had I've been accused of being a commie Russian agent. And then I've had you are. we all know that. You got that new tie on. You got Thor's hammer, bro. You're, you got a necklace with Thor's hammer, bro. You know, you're getting that money from Russia. Like that's why you were part of the Russian collusion. Like everyone else that got banned. No, this was all premeditated. It was a conspiracy to take out political adversaries because we're moving towards a new world order and Rockefeller and Kissinger and all these old efforts that are horrible, evil, people but at the same time have tried to offset that by doing good things for the community because you know some of the rockefellers they donate libraries the smithsonian institute and they own half of new york they built david rockefeller and you know his family they built new york they built new york you know uh but you know these evil people they don't care about you they don't they really don't what they care about is themselves the money and everything else and don't get me wrong there's the elon musk of the world who are borderline you know, the, the the King Solomons of the world, who was a black wizard as well as a big follower of God, all of a sudden back and forth. You know, there's some people like that people. Some people can change. And if I didn't believe people can change, I, or, I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here if I didn't believe you could be the change in this world, that you could change your life by educating yourself, tuning into shows like this and supporting people like the Rundown Live that are here every day on KGRADB, Band.Video, and supporting these platforms. If you weren't supporting them, we wouldn't be here. And then even though that you guys are supporting them, there's people that hate what we do because all we're trying to do is search mm -hmm. for the truth. How dare you want to be intelligent? How dare you want to know more than one side than what we feed you from the government? This is like soiling green meets george orwell animal farm and you know fahrenheit 451 and all this 1984 like who the like who's out there there's there's some mad scientist dude out there that's got all this money oh that's bill gates but you know i just like you know you start to think about it like he's sitting there he's like yeah this is what i want to do and it, like this is his own little backyard play shop and you know what these elitists think they think that in 100 years nobody's gonna know who they are really anyways they're gonna be dead and in a graveyard and no one's gonna care what they did because, you know, we don't know half the people that were around 100 years ago anyways. But the idea is here that we need to change the world now. Otherwise, our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. And if you love your kids, look at them. Because this world is getting crazy from CRT and the education, indoctrination, uh, grooming children. And uh, to the point where you say a pedophile is a bad person, you get raided by the cops. Literally happened. Not rated, but like arrested or questioned or whatever. Yeah, they showed up. We talked about that on yesterday's show. We have the article about it on freethoughtproject.com. Uh, happened to this uh, YouTuber over there in the UK somewhere, I believe in England or something. She said, pedophiles are bad people, and because of that, the police came knocking on her door. 
What yes, the hate hell? crime, hate crime, hate crime. You know, that's why Ghislaine Maxwell sitting at a resort someplace. But mm-hmm. uh, I pulled up Drudge Report because that's where people should get their news stories. If you can, um, that's one of the places we use Infowars, we use Activist Post, we use uh, Summit.News sometimes, we use leftist article uh, places like Activist Post, uh, the Free Thought Project, and uh, we try to get a very balanced, far-center viewpoint, per se, uh, right. obviously, because everything is far. And, um, you know, uh, Drudge Report right now has a lot on this China thing. China conducts missile strikes in Taiwan uh, smoke fills the sky. Aircraft carriers group move towards the island. Uh, Western powers can no longer run amok. Nancy aftershocks. There's people watching TV in China, watching airplanes, doing training drills. This is like, what are they doing? Like, it, this is like, uh, you know, like you're like, I'm going to beat you up, bro. Uh, come on, let's do this. Let's go in a fight. Let's get in a fight. Come on, I'm going to whip your butt. And then finally, the guy takes his shirt off and you're running. You're ready. Well, by the time he gets his shirt off, he looks around. He's like, where'd you go? Like, it's, right. this is the nothing bird. That's what I'm seeing in this. But you're the you're the foreign policy dude. What do you see the possibilities are with what's going on with uh, China and uh, and Taiwan right now? And Nancy, you know, uh, Pope Pelosi there because she, you know, the Pope was washing her feet. <laughs> well, this is one of those situations where I one of the rare instances where I'm actually at a loss. I'm not actually sure, uh, you know, whether you know what what's what's going to come of it. Um, I know for certain, uh, you know, that uh, China's pretty pissed off about, uh, you know, all this stuff. Again, like I said yesterday, um, you know, America has no business being over there. Just, you know, leave other countries the hell alone. Uh, the business between China and Taiwan is the business between China and Taiwan. I mean, if Taiwan wants to be free, then, you know, that's their business. Of course, I support freedom. I support anybody in any uh, nation or uh, group of people that choose that they want to be free. Um, you know, the Palestinians want to be free from the oppression of Israel. I'm cool with it. Uh, the uh, the Donbass region wants to be uh, free from the oppression of the uh, puppet regime in Ukraine that the United States installed in 2014. Awesome. Uh, you know, the six counties in Northern Ireland want to be free from uh, British rule that, have, that they've been under for hundreds and hundreds of years, and they want to reunify with the rest of Ireland. I support that as well. So it all depends on what the people want. Uh, and uh, the overwhelming point is uh, the United States shouldn't be involved in any of no country should be involved in any of it i'd be saying the same thing if uh russia was meddling over there and supporting uh you know oh yeah we got to help china keep taiwan in its grips it's it's no just leave people the hell alone is the very basis of the point and uh unfortunately we don't live in a world where that's a thing that these elitists like to do but and you know as far as the fallout geopolitically and, and geostrategically uh who knows i do know uh, because i've been keeping up with it that they are uh, they're going to be running a lot more blockades. A lot of these military drills encircling Taiwan are now, according to the Global Times, which is a Chinese state-run media, uh, according to a piece that they put out this morning, they are going to become a lot more frequent. Um, essentially, they're going to become regular and normalized now, um, whereas that was not the case before. Uh, and they're also uh, blockading and sanctioning and, and you know preventing the... Um, the exportation of certain goods that... Uh, Taiwan needs for its economy. So, you know, there's certainly going to be economic fallout from it. And and one of the biggest points uh, that people need to understand, I saw this point made uh, on Twitter yesterday, and it certainly needs to be reiterated. The United States doesn't give a damn about Taiwan. The United States doesn't give a damn about Ukraine. Anything that the United States does is always for its imperialist, geostrategic, and geopolitical uh, goals. 
Um, that's that's always been the case. The United States never gave a damn about the people of Iraq, and look how that turns out—a million dead Iraqis in 20 years. Um, you know, so it's always about their own uh, aims and goals. And you know, Nancy Pelosi couldn't give a crap about Taiwan. All she cares about is getting her hands on another bottle of liquor. I mean, really, we we think that these people actually care about. I can't blame her. I can't blame her, bro. I mean, if I was Nancy Pelosi, I'd want to drink too. Uh, just, but you know, speaking of which, uh, Kansas vote to uphold abortion rights in their state. How did I not tell you this? I said they're going to try to use this Roe versus Wade thing to be a big deal. In reality, most states are going to going to keep it the way it is, and if you know it comes to legislation time, they can rechange it then. And it's starting to happen now. But that this is just I just want to throw that in there real quick just to tell you, you know, we're right. Um, Again, uh, here, this is what I want to talk about. Like, listen, I've never done psychedelics, bro, but I was tempted to at Flow Fest. Not psychedelics, mm-hmm. but I was tempted to do like uh, what they call microdosing, right? Yeah, I'm familiar. And, and I guess from my understanding is you don't get the complete high, but what you do is you get a little bit of a sharpness in your vision. Everything looks HD and you get a little bit more energy and you're in a good mood and, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, it helps you love yourself. And here's, you, you know, get acclimated to it. That's essentially the purpose of microdosing is a little bit at a time. So your body gets acclimated to it. Right. You're not going to be out there kaleidoscoping, seeing UFOs and jesters and TikTok elves and everything else. I was a clockwork elf, sorry. Uh, And all those fun things that they talk about on the Joe Rogan show over there. But I need to get somebody that's done. I know so many people that do psychedelics. I'm sure I could find somebody that's an expert or knows a lot about it. But here is uh, the Green Bay Packers star quarterback, right? Not only did he not, he's like, uh, totally punk rock and avoided getting the jab and went with alternative treatments that worked. And I guess a lot of other professional athletes chose this. Aaron Rodgers said psychedelics led to my best season. Help me love myself. And I I keep hearing this. What is it about psychedelics that help treat things like depression and help you find and love yourself? Now I'm going to tell you the one, I have one experience with them. Go ahead, uh, Don, I'll let you start off. Well, what it is, it, it opens your mind, man. It, it's, uh, you know, it's essentially because with, with DMT specifically, you know, <laughs> you know, Joe Rogan's always like, you ever done DMT, man? But, you know, uh, dimethyltryptamine is a chemical that is uh, produced through the pineal gland of the brain. And so when you can either take, you know, micro doses or regular doses of DMT, uh, you know, uh, out outside yourself like you can find it somewhere or you can take peyote ayahuasca or any of these other psychedelics and then what it does is it triggers uh this this hit of dmt from your pineal gland and in in my opinion because i'm not a i don't understand the i'm not an expert on the chemistry of it or the science behind it um but it helps you connect more with yourself i mean if you talk to anybody that actually has a a long history of uh of actually you know, using these things, you know, it helps you love yourself. It opens up your mind. It makes you, uh, you know, a better critical thinker and whatnot. And then personally, I, I would recommend everyone at least, uh, you know, do some psychedelics a little bit, you know, and, and when you get around to like ayahuasca and stuff like that, uh, I would first tell you, you're going to have a bad trip. Your first trip is always going to suck. You're, you're going to be throwing up a lot. You're going to be having diarrhea a lot. It's going to kind of purge your system. But then when you stick with it, is incredible results. That's not from personal experience. That's from me retelling uh, what Graham Hancock said his experience was when he went down to the Amazon rainforest and had uh, an uh, Amazonian shamans lead him through uh, an ayahuasca 
journey. So is that what microdosing that, is? Is it prevents that so you can eventually get to that point? Like you yeah, start thinking yeah. like chocolate bars you can buy now at like um stores, yeah, like uh dispensaries amongst other things. And so instead of having that experience, you get maybe a little bit more of the kick and mm-hmm. uh, maybe you experience nothing at all and you just keep taking it. But in the long term, you're uh, helping yourself here. It says Aaron Rodgers says the secret to his recent NFL dominance is a psychedelic experience in South America, claiming ayahuasca plant helped him improve his mental health and have the best season of his career. Ayahuasca, which contains DMT, has been used socially and medically for centuries, and some consumers credit the plant brew for spiritual healing. The Super Bowl champ says it's not a coincidence. He returned from South America, and he won his next two MVPs in 2020 and 2021, and is speaking out to change the negative stereotypes around ayahuasca. I think there's so many myths and rumors about it. Roger said at Aubrey Marcus podcast, the fear about around it is you're going to crap yourself. Isn't that what you just said? The fear is you're going to go <laughs> shit yourself. It's got yeah. just a big throw up fest, but the negative framework of it is that it's an experience that not that deep and meaningful and crazy mind expanding possibilities. Also deep self love and healing that can happen on the other side. Roger mm-hmm. says his intention for the first experience was to find out what pure love feels like and it, and it worked. I had a magical experience with sensations of feelings of a hundred different hands on my body, imparting a blessing of love and forgiveness for myself and gratitude for this life from what seemed to be my ancestors, he added. And 38-year-old Rogers said previous experience with mushrooms led him to try ayahuasca, and because he did, he has a new perspective on life, quote, to be way more free at work as a leader, as a teammate, as a friend, as a lover. I really feel like the experience paved the way for me to have the best season of my career. Now, that's not the Aaron Rodgers I'm used to hearing. I'm just saying, like, he's kind of always seemed like that, I uh, came in, he kind of seemed like a California guy. He listened to Anne Berlin, wanted to play guitar. He was a little cocky. He may uh, he came off, uh, you know, that way amongst other things. And I guess he had to overcome a lot of criticism. So he had to be heart thick chilled and hardy. He's filling in the boots of Brett Favre. So like, uh, here's Aaron Rodgers. He seems like he's like more uh, open. He's grown. He's matured a lot. And he's talking about him doing psychedelics. And I wonder if there's anyone else out there. Drop some comments in the chat. Have you done psychedelics? And have they? how have they changed your life? I wonder if that's how we got artificial embryos. Somebody was doing <laughs> some ayahuasca and they're like, yeah, we can just put an embryo in it. You know, a little uh, synthetic robot. And, uh, <laughs> you know. So here's the story I wanted to talk to you, talk about. It's a little weird. But it says, why are green meteors raining down on New Zealand? Did you know about this? I didn't. Yeah. So, uh, well, one green meteor has blasted through the sky, at least. And it the second major meteor to be sighted over the country in just a couple of weeks. On July 7th, a space rock exploded near the capital of Wellington, causing a sonic boom that was heard the, across the country of North, I, uh, of North Island. The orange fireball exploded during the day after lunchtime. Bro, it's just a matter of time before we get hit by something. Uh, oh, like yeah. we're gonna 100%. wake up one day and like Chicago is gonna be gone, or it'll, it'll it'll be something that's convenient. We'll all think is a conspiracy. It'll be like Alex Jones's house got hit by a giant meteor. <laughs> it'll be like, hmm, stink eye, you know, you know, it'll be something like that, you know, or we'll have some right, like right. heroic president that actually I mean, made the damn difference, you know. I mean, mathematically and statistically speaking, it's a miracle that we haven't been hit by a, a, a an extinction-level event comet already. I mean, because I don't think uh, a lot of people realize just how close we come 
uh, to uh, things like that on a regular basis, you know, like things that it's the Arcturians uh, and uh, it's it's uh, the Galactic Federation of Life and the Star Seeds. They're protecting us <laughs> with their, you know, uh, soul blasting, you know, hammers of um, Galactus or something. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, like I shouldn't tease about Star Seeds. Like people can believe whatever they want. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like. But maybe um, that's why the MK Ultra is so interested in remote viewing, and uh, maybe they could possess people and use them as an intermedium to communicate with aliens and stuff like that. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know about there's technology out there, there's craziness out there. But uh, just thought I'd let you know that there's also now they have um, DNA camera recorders. I mean, isn't that great, bro? They now literally have uh, new DNA camcorders can record movies of a cell's development through time. Hmm. I'm not sure how that would work, but it sounds sounds wild. <laughs> it is wild, man. Well, you know, you always are told like the crystal skulls, they record everything. And you've heard stories about your DNA maintaining all your ancestors' data. But scientists have long sought to embed DNA camcorders into the cells to capture the history like kids. Uh, cells grow, diversify, mature, and they'll help them understand how they react amongst other things. But I thought that was like, that was crazy that they have something like nanotech is getting wild. Um, it's oh, getting yeah. crazy. And, uh, you know, and not only that, it's like they're trying to genetically engineer us to be able to eat things like GMO foods. Now, so if you guys don't understand the full transhumanist picture about GMOs, the picture is, is there's experts that believe our planet will be ridden of all life-sustaining nutrients in the next, you know, 75 years. So if they can genetically engineer food and implant these nutrients artificially uh, and give them to you, they can save our race. Uh, but the problem is they'll probably have to edit your DNA too using CRISPR so your body can then uh, digest those uh, ingredients and extract those nutrients properly. And that's where we're going with this whole like designer baby and uh, removing all genetic mutations and cancer history and any past ailments that may pop up. And we don't know what we're going to get with it. But uh, the food industry, and this is a Mises uh, Institute report, says the great reset at work, the dystopian transformation of the food uh, in food industry. Have you gone to the food uh, market lately and looked at the price of things? It's re like everything's doubled almost. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, man. Here it says... Um, COVID-19 lockdown measures, vaccine mandates, and transition to green energy and poorly thought out Western sanctions against Russia have all played significant roles in disrupting global food markets and supply chains. In May of 2020, data from the UN Food and Architecture uh, uh, Agriculture Organization indicated that relative to 12 months ago, international wheat prices had increased 56%. Cereal prices are up 30% and vegetable oils are up 45%. And of course, uh, we've learned uh, from many, many quotes of ancient politicians, justices about invisible government, that nothing happens that isn't planned to happen. That's right. When you see something political, like Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan, there wasn't just like a, oh, I just I was drinking some brandy last night. No, that was <laughs> something that was planned out and it has right. purpose. It has a purpose to set up a honeypot. She's literally, for all we know, she could be murdered, and that would be, you know, Joe Biden would probably go to war with China the next day. 
you know, because he doesn't even know where he's at. Like, he's got COVID. Right. He's going to die in a week. And then, you know, all of a sudden you have <laughs> Melissa Harris Perry running everything. Not Melissa Harris Perry. What is it? Uh, <laughs> Kamala sorry. Harris. Kamala Harris. Melissa Harris. <laughs> Same thing, you know. Well, no, I'm just kidding. I guess. Uh, I can't even get the vice president right. This show's over. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I mean, it's okay. Joe Biden can't get her name right either. (laughs) Joe Biden can't get his own name right. Or her position, right? You know, Kamala Harris over there, uh, the top cop. uh, I don't know how you got the far left to vote for the world's top cop and, uh, you know, a a segregist over a mean tweeter, but they're just that. Brainwashing. Yeah, you know, that's how you lose the election. You know, you, you go after those little things and you have all the media work against you. They're working as hard as they were against Donald Trump, against Alex Jones right now. And I want you guys to think your positive vibes towards Alex Jones, send him some positive care. Uh, I'm telling you this not because we're on his network, but because uh, I understand what it's like to give your whole life to uh, a system of education and to believe and understand things, to challenge your own thoughts, and then to bring other people along with you to bring them to the awareness to get the information that you have in order to wake people up. And he's dedicated his life. Like, he could have done anything. He could have been like, dude, I mean, guy is brilliant. He could have done many things, but this is what he chose, chose to do. Go after the New World Order. Go after oligarchs. Go after the secret societies. And this is... the time when things get little sticky, because I can tell you this, if he does pretty good in this lawsuit, because we don't know how it's going to go and how he's going to, you know, how it's going to all come out in the end, I can tell you Alex Jones is going to come out swinging either way. And that's the person that you should stand behind is someone who didn't um, cave in to the pressure of the government, of the mainstream media. And what this whole Alex Jones case says is if you challenge the government, The one thing that has been promised to us is our constitutional right, the freedom of speech to challenge what your government does. They're going to wait for you to make any mistake you can. They're going to pry it open and they're going to try to destroy you because Mm -hmm. you are exposing the fraud that they are. And so everyone, do your prayers to keep them in your mind. Send them your positive vibes. If you haven't listened to the show in a while, take a listen to the Alex Jones show. Even if you want to hear what we're talking about, like everyone knows the frogs are gay type of videos that are out there, but nobody's actually listened to the dude. Go check them out. So go make a little purchase in a store and, you know, we could be asking money, but I'm telling you um, what's happening to Alex in part is not genuinely right. Like maybe he deserves some kind of uh, financial issue for what happened with the Sandy Hook thing. I don't know, but by the way they're coming after him, they're trying to bankrupt him. Not because, right. not because of, uh, you know, not because of uh, what he said is incorrect. It's because what he is saying is hard, like influential and it's, hurtful towards the new world order it's set them back years and this is retaliation so you guys need to all be little alex jones out there start sharing his stuff go find his stuff it's everywhere and you're listening to the rundown live uh you're not listening to infowars but i'm gonna tell you those guys out there have always done me right they've never misconstrued the things i've said the new york times has just like they said there's weapons of mass destruction leading to hundreds of thousands of deaths but everyone still uses them as a critical credible source you didn't see every media outlet at their trials. You know, uh, you didn't see everyone uh, reporting about the view paying Kyle Rittenhouse 22 million. It's because these ideologies that you're sovereign person, that you that you should have a family, that you can belong to another person and you can share things like love and that you're not going to share that individual with everyone else that might want them out there and that you're right. going to be a good person just because it's the right thing to do, not because it's beneficial. They don't get love. And that's how we kill them. We kill them with love. We 
kill them with kindness and we kill them with life. And that's what we need to do. You guys go out there. You have a blessed day. I'm Kristan T. Harris. You're listening to the Rundown Live, Don Vi Jr. of the Free Project, Free Free Thought Project. You guys have a good one.